Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? Hello. Worst I've ever been. Honestly, not great. (laughs) All around zero out of 10. Uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the book, but life in general. Life in general. I almost died. So. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, please tell everybody your story, your horrific story. I found a brown recluse spider in my bed last night. And listen, I'm going to commit a felony. I'm going to burn this whole fucking complex to the ground. Honestly, as you should. As you like, should. Yeah. <laughs> we are a bunch of bug phobias. What is that called? Like all bugs. Yeah, but oh. I'm like, a, I have a phobia for like all bugs. So arachna and regular bugophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Horrific. actually just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm like on edge. <laughs> We're all doing great. Everything is itchy. Just like thinking yeah. about it. I just, ugh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a bit of trauma with this book and in life so everybody <laughs> literally we're all just so great i'm very my, my fight or flight is triggered like <laughs> everybody's fine everything is fine we're good <laughs> we say while crying just a little bit inside so we're talking about golden sun today which is the second book in the red rising series how many times have you guys read this is this your second read through second mm-hmm. time nice yeah. we'll do your like new star rating but has your star rating changed since the first time you read it no. no 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 okay all right well then you can tell it at the end not that it matters because I'm assuming we all <laughs> just like everybody can just assume but uh yeah I think my star rating did change <gasps> yeah because the first time I read it I didn't give it five stars I was like oh it was okay oh. <laughs> I really liked Red Rising that oh, was my yeah. favorite yeah I gave this one four when I read it the first time <laughs> The disrespect. This is why Pierce Brown won't respond. To this. <laughs> like Literally, won't respond I know. To you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably August, why. Just walk up to his table. Hey, so listen. If I can, if the hey, man is accessible at Halorcon, I will be berating him. Like, listen. If you're listening right now, Pierce, get on my fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> I'm doing everything I possibly can. Anyways, yeah. So I did change it. my rating because. This one, I think now that you like know everything that was going on with the series and like how short lived a lot of things in this one are, because I felt like this one almost drug, like the storyline kind of drug on. And I was like, when is there going to be like, yeah, there was a ton of politics in this one. So I think for me, the first time I read it, I was like, ah, I would like to go back to like the space fighting. So yeah, I thought much more (laughs) highly of it this time. (laughs) I don't want any more space fighting. My (laughs) dreams, like while we were reading this are just plagued with yeah. space, space battle absolutely it haunts me. I have jaw problem day and night <laughs> sleeping like just so <laughs> clenched up we have talked about it before none of us would survive this world but it's no. terrible to dream about i, I would die i yeah. wouldn't even i wouldn't even survive playing survivor this is like the worst game of survivor literally survivor with, yeah technology <laughs> Oh, and yeah, I'd be a red, but <laughs> like then... manual labor, it ain't me. I'm not your bitch. <laughs> I, I'm not the bitch for the job. It will not be me. That's very fair. I feel similarly. We would not meet any of the what do you call it? I don't know what you're saying. Quota. 
Oh I, yeah, I would oh, never. Oh, I was like accomplishments. Like, I would be. I would be a silkworm weaving bitch. Like that would be me. I would listen. I'm like triggered thinking about the silk. Thank you. <laughs> totally valid. Totally valid. Okay, let's talk about the very beginning of this. I thought that beginning scene was sig- one happened significantly later. I actually think majority of this book I thought happened in Morningstar, so it was a right? big surprise for me because that first scene I did not realize it was that scene. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I remember that vividly from this book. I remember it like w- almost word for word and like exactly how it happened, but I genuinely thought it was in a different book. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, do what? There are many things I forgot are in this book. And when they happened, I was like, no, no, no. Then what happens in fucking Morningstar? I, I, that is I gonna have be no a, memory. Yeah. It's going to be a huge surprise. I, I actually know don't. Morningstar I remember starts, which is yeah i'm not ready to go down that road Mm -mm. i remember that and one very significant other portion and the rest of morningstar is left my brain what's in the middle i don't know that's not even the middle it's really like the beginning just after the beginning and then the rest of it i have no idea yeah like Anyways, we won't do that. No spoilers for that one. The beginning is horrific. <laughs> I feel so bad for Darrow because it's like the first time he's actually been in charge of something and he's so cocky. And I will say, mm-hmm. I love Rogue. Like, he is one of my favorite characters. And I, or sorry, take that back. I loved Rogue. He was one of my favorite characters. Rereading <gasps> this, he's shifty as shit. He's shifty so shifty from that mm-hmm. very beginning scene. You're like, I don't he really think seen Yeah. Who he is. I tabbed every single time he did or said anything that led up to Sus. him betraying Darrow. Yep. Yeah. Every single moment I was like, wait a fucking minute. He was super sus. Yes. I think for me, like I remember, I know that Severo was a huge part of it, but I genuinely forgot that like Tactus was part of the clan. Like he was part of the inner circle for such a significant portion of the beginning. And I think I just focused the first time around so much so on Roke, but like rereading it back, even in Red Rising, he's not a huge portion. He literally is like the very beginning. And then he says, you know, Quinn is like, he has faith in you. He said you were going to come back. And that was it. But like, in my head, he was like one of the core people. Whereas it's actually reversed. Tactus is one of the core people. He was part of the army. He was part of the academy. Like, I genuinely forgot about Tactus being like so important. You know? I, I like love him so much. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot more fucking always bring up these stupid little boys. I always bring up his <laughs> brothers. But they are mm-hmm. mentioned so much so yeah. much it's crazy and, and so that makes me like anxious i know we're <laughs> foreshadowing yeah have so we gotten bad. his brothers in the series yet no. or no oh yes but later on in the series right okay I no like- we haven't we haven't met them yet but we've they just talk about them constantly. yeah yeah like, every time that. tactus is mentioned his brothers are also mentioned so they're like already introduced but we haven't like physically seen them yet yeah Darryl yeah. hasn't so yeah everybody else has right and tactus is i think he's so funny and i do really like it makes me sad that like roke does betray him in the end because i think the dynamics between like tactus and victra darrow and and roke are so good because everybody is like very untrustworthy of each other but at the same time like they're so in awe of everything that like darrow can do Mm -hmm. also it feeds into his like big fat ego and makes him into a a bigger fatter idiot at the very end Mm -hmm period he goes through quite the roller coaster in this of like really believing in himself and Mm -hmm. being really confident and being like we got this to being like i fucked up and you're just like 
yeah, you did fuck up, bud. But it's yeah. okay. We'll get him next time, I guess. He's, well, I didn't foresee this towards yeah, the yeah. end. Like, what, do you, like what did you think cleaning, was going to happen? He's cleaning up his own messes this entire book. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. I think, like, the very beginning, he is so, like, cocky and sure of himself. And it drops so quickly. But then he's like, well, I guess I have to, like, bring myself back into power. And you're like, do you, Darrow? Or could you just, Change like, the let... paradigm. Yeah. Could you just let things lie? And he <laughs> is really smart. And they're all, like, there are a lot of moments in there that you get where you're like, okay, he is... You think he's making the right choice. Like, this is skipping ahead. But, for example, when he meets back up with Harmony... And she's like, you know, you have to do this bomb. And he's like, that's not what like Aries would have wanted. That's not what Dancer would have wanted. So it's like, you clearly do see that he is like a leader. But a lot of the times he's just such a such a warmonger. It's like, you need to calm down. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like he has one goal and he just strives to do little parts to chip away at the goal. But then sometimes his thought process and like he bites off a little bit more than he can chew. And he's like, yeah. And then, like, needs everybody else to kind of help him out. Absolutely. And he does not know how to, like, do it without someone else telling him. Without mm-hmm. real, real, real fucking it up. Yeah. This kid, man. <laughs> this guy. Can I we love talk him about- to death, but he's a dipshit. So I don't dumb. know if I really do like him. I do. <laughs> now that we got to the end of this one, I'm like, wait. Like, I'm going to say about 86% of this is your fault. <laughs> no, yeah. Literally. But like, I feel like we don't we'll really stop. have genuine good guys in this series. Yeah, I like, mean, he's no not supposed like to be a good guy. A legit good guy. Like, everybody's fucked up in some part, you know? Yeah, they're all very, like, anti-villains, but ne- not necessarily heroes or, like, anti-heroes. They're sort of like, granted, we don't want to be the bad guy, but, like, we don't actually really care so much about being the good guy. Yeah, well, even Darrow like says to himself like multiple times like Cassius isn't the bad guy but he's my bad guy and I was yeah. like he's my bad guy too I love him daddy <laughs> just kidding. I know I'm like speaking of whatever reason I'm still like I've spent this book reading it being like what initially made me like Cassius so much like where where did that come from I I'm feel curious. like yeah it's my type of character I feel like so that's probably why but I just think it's funny because you don't see him very much in this book. Yeah, I don't know if you feel similar, Tiffany, but I think when I read it the first time, Cassius to me was like larger than life. Like he was a huge character. He played a huge role. And I felt the same about Roke. And then, yeah, going back and reading it, you're like, Cassius isn't actually that big. But I think because he's so fundamental in the very beginning when they when both of them kind of become who they are with like taking out the table and, you know, Daryl getting his Reaper Scythe. I think because that part is so, like, fundamental to the development, like, you do have to love Cassius. And you're, like, you love their, like, friendship. And he built that, like, I think he built that relationship so well that you kind of make them the two main characters. And then it's, like, okay, they're in a blood feud, so obviously it's still them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's why. You just why. are always rooting for their bromance, no matter what. I, like, genuinely, this this fifth reread, I was like, oh, my God, I love them. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. they're my favorite bromance yeah and that's funny because i know that's probably blasphemy for people that love like the severo darrow bromance because i definitely don't not like that but i don't know for whatever reason i was always like cassius and darrow are so like kind of peas in a pod yeah yeah i really like them cassius they're funny is a little bit better of a person in the yeah. long run, but i feel like they are very similar well and i feel like severo 
is kind of like he doesn't want the spotlight in the same way and Darrow and Cassius do. And like you said, they're kind of two very similar people with different upbringings. Whereas like him and Severo have such a different relationship. Like, I think we've talked about this before, like in a group chat where you were like, Severo is his brother and Cassius is his best friend. And that's kind of how that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're, they have like a family dynamic type of relationship style versus like Cassius and Darrow are very much like bros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, Cassius's mother is so dramatic. I definitely forgot about that part. Where what she an was icon. Like, that would literally be me if I was, like, a fucking gold, like, badass little old lady bitch that had, like, a bajillion children. I would also be like that in my manner, being all sad and weird. That would be me. I do not have the heart Just of my Starving enemy. herself. Yeah. yeah starving herself until she gets his heart. <laughs> I identify. <laughs> I love that sort of petty bitchness. Like it's yeah. like uh straight up like old mobster. Kind of. It really is. it's giving like peaky blinders where she sit they all sit in this huge family thing and she's at the edge being like, What's the fucking point of a family if they don't do what I ask them to? And then she just gets up and leaves and you're just like, You are a crazy bitch. I yeah, love that. I love that. It sucks, but I forgot she was so dramatic. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. She legit literally was like, what's the fucking point? And gets up and leaves them all at dinner because every time she opens a little thing, it's not there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> LOL. I will say the part where we kind of get the... F- I almost wish we got a little bit more of this when there's like three years that pass between Red Rising and Golden Sun and they're at the Academy and I get that some of that's not important, but there's so many parts there that I feel like were important, like his sort of breakup with Mustang and like her deciding to go with the Sovereign. Like, I think you read that the first time and you're like, okay, cool. I guess Mustang's like not around right now, but you're still assuming they're together. And then you kind of find out that they're not. So I wish that almost had a little bit more explanation because all you get are these like weird flashes with Darrow's like, oh yeah, we're having a chat. And you know, I was never enough for EO, but Mustang told me I was enough for her. And all these things that it's like, Darrow is so, like, you just know he's, like, so fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, he, EO just, like, ruined him. And I hate the bitch. You know what I mean? Just, like, throwing that out there. Okay, but my favorite part is when he goes to visit his mom. And she says, I never liked her. And I was like, me too, bitch. I hate her. Mm-hmm. I We hate EO. <laughs> Yes. And she's like, she was so manipulative. And you're like, oh my God, Daryl, mommy. I don't know her name. <laughs> mommy Andromeda. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I also loved that part, but it was like so heartbreaking. Cause you're like, wow, he really is messed up thinking that like he was never enough for EO and Mustang is literally telling you like, you will always be enough for me. And he's like, well, I wasn't enough for this random bitch. So, so sorry about that. Gotta go for, you know, Four of my very developmental years where I was a fucking child. <laughs> when I was 12, I fell in love with this redheaded girl. And she wanted to change the world. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to be the fucking president when you're in middle school or elementary school. That Absolutely. is not going to happen. <laughs> like, and she and she is selfish, bitch. Like, she's so selfish. Yeah. His mom literally says, I never liked you. Not mm-hmm. for you you she could be manipulative yeah she literally was <laughs> she absolutely was <laughs> and daryl's just sitting crisscross applesauce with his mom on the fucking ground drinking tea while she's like yeah she's manipulative <laughs> aka look at you and that you're a huge ass bitch now and all because of her she turned him into like i mean not she but 
you know yeah i mean she did it was like everything that's happened to him that is like mentally wrong with him right now is because of eo (laughs) like i hate to blame a bitch but we love a mentally ill boy it was her (laughs) it was her i can't wait for her to gaslight and manipulate me (laughs) it's giving matthew fairchild (laughs) it's it literally is Um, i feel bad for him a little bit more than we do for darrow I said, don't bring my boy Matthew into this. He didn't do anything. He don't deserve that. <laughs> Actually, you know who he can do no wrong. reminds me of is uh, Cassius. Yeah. 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 Like, just one, the hair alone, but two, like, just the drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the fucking yeah. arrogant drama. Like, I love it. It's too good. That's very fair. I'm surprised you don't like Matthew more than you do. I know, I know. It's funny. She's like, I know. And he's blonde. Yeah, he's exactly. Out there hate, hating on the blondies. I know, but he's like mine and Tiffany's boy, so I don't know where you are. Oh. I love him. I love I, him so much. He deserves the world. <laughs> okay, I will also say the part where right before Roke and what's his face, Daryl are like chit chatting and he goes to talk to Nero. When he calls him brother, I like genuinely got the ick. Like I had a moment where I was like, oh, that's not it. That's not the one. <laughs> like it's not it for me i didn't like it cringe it was yeah super cringe and also that moment where he goes in and nero's like oh, i guess we should talk about is that at this point i don't know the gal before the gala i like wrote a lot of notes trying to like keep it in order maybe that's not yeah. maybe that hasn't happened yet but anyways at some point wrote calls him brother and i like genuinely remember getting the absolute ick I also forgot that one, Victra is older than all of them, and two, that she had a crush on Darrow. I forgot that she was Hoochie Mama it up to him. She trying oh, to she, Non-stop. Him. Non-stop. She's like, I'm going to get that dick, and I'm going to get it how, by whatever means necessary. <laughs> yeah. TikTok, or, or no, not TikTok. I think it used to be a Vine, and it's like, she was trying to, or he was trying to, to seduce me. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. That's Victra. Like, I forgot about that, and it's so funny how that works out, but like... I she was trying hard. She squeezed his butt. Yeah, she made out with him. I like to he thank him. Like, she kisses him right on the mouth, and he's like, "I didn't really like that so much." But I, I wish she didn't. Yeah, his internal monologue is so fucking funny when she just like, does shit, and he's just like, "Oh, okay." I like, like, I, like, if I'm gonna die, I want to at least kiss a girl, like ever. Yeah, I liked when they like reintroduced themselves to each other. And he was like, that and, was so <laughs> he cute. talks yes, about how so he doesn't sweet. actually eat or. Uh, what does he say contrary to popular belief i don't eat glass or something yes. <laughs> and he like calls her sister and she's yeah. like all right yeah. bitch okay yeah. <laughs> really setting the boundary he's like yeah thanks sis i'm like ew ick. and i love that the whole book Severo's like just spends like being like ew stop it get away from me <laughs> yeah like he hates her or yeah he like talks like- shit about her that's why i think that part is really funny because it's like that one really took me by surprise like when they end up together it's like it is very middle school where it's like Mm -hmm. he doesn't like me and he's making fun of me and pulling my ponytail yeah Yeah. he's being mean to me so we're like now we're dating (laughs) i was like okay but yeah i genuinely forgot that she uh she was trying to tap that ass yeah i mean i probably would too not gonna lie girl (laughs) period (laughs) can we talk about his pink what's her name thea something Theodora. 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 What a gem. I absolutely love her. And I- we get a lot of people that are here for the long game, and we get a lot of people that are not here for the long game. <laughs> that are here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> here for a long time, and definitely not a good time. Yeah. Considering I just finished the last like 
10 pages. Yeah. Everybody goes into being like SJM. Oh my God. The last 200 pages. Pierce goes, the last 10 pages. The last 10 paragraphs. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. What? I really thought it was like at least 50 pages that that whole scene goes on. It's like no, three. It's like, yeah, it's like six. <laughs> yeah. But I do love that, like, he makes a point to make her irrelevant and, like, chats with her and is, like, when he yells at someone and they're, like, you know, at the very beginning, it's, like, she's a pink, she's a slave. And he's, like, yeah, but she's my slave, bitch. And I'm, like, good for you, Darrow. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Or, like, when they fucking leave them on the ship. Yeah, Tactus. (laughs) Yeah, and he's, like, I always knew that bitch was going to leave me. And I'm, like... Okay, but you guys, like, maybe you just take a minute to, like, think twice. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he also... Listen, I, if I was Tactus, I would also fucking leave. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so fair. I would press yeah. it. He was like, well, I thought you were dead, so best of luck. <laughs> I saw you hit the wall and crumple into a little giant heap. And yeah. so, yeah, I assumed that you were... But he also says that, what I said about Cassius earlier, but he also says that about Tactus, being like, he, but he's my monster. But yeah. I'm like, it's so funny and it's so cute but i just thought that was interesting this is sort of going forward but i did hear an interview with pierce that said had tactus not that he would have changed his character and he actually would have developed into like a good person i was like he was on his way fucking devastating he was he was on his way he was trying so hard and like you feel bad for him and he i love him his character because he's like unapologetically himself like he's never he's like i'm i'm sorry i did this i think i'm supposed to be sorry for it i mean he's actually a psychopath is the problem but he's like i think i'm supposed to be sorry but uh everybody kept calling me your shadow and i have a really sensitive ego so i had to go you know and it's like Mm -hmm. i mean good for you at least most people would be upset about that yeah him wanting to prove himself you know like that's in their blood but also yeah he was raised by a fucking bunch of yeah a bunch of nutbags <laughs> like tactus is the least scary person in that family and that's saying something absolutely my first highlight or not highlight but my first tab in the book is them in the middle of like a really serious moment in school <laughs> and they're like trying to win this war in space and tactus just like snorts some fucking coke or something yeah, and he's yeah. like you guys i don't know what the problem is here you guys are taking this a little too serious yeah and he's like this shit isn't as good as it is back home <laughs> so he literally like, goes i'm here for a good time not a long time yes yeah and i was like oh oh baby tactics. but yeah he does talk about that a little bit like more openly but it's like very fleeting yeah fair i feel tactus his entire character arc is horrific and i will never be over it now that i've reread this again mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah he's quick like i thought he was much more of a character than he actually is i thought he died in morningstar i genuinely thought that whole scene was in morningstar <laughs> no i remember that one vividly too. <laughs> yeah. i was like i was like oh he doesn't die till the next book Ooh no yeah. because you know lauren also doesn't make it to the next book well, that wouldn't make sense but to I, I what you thought about I, death. About I was like somebody dies yeah and then it was like <laughs> and every like all of a sudden i was like oh actually shit. it's everyone <laughs> actually no uh tiffany tell everybody what you thought about tactus's death I thought that Darrow was the one who killed Tactus, and I did not remember at all. Mm-mm. So then I'm I'm sitting here and I'm reading the book, and then Lauren takes a good like swipe to the armpit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And I said in our group chat, I said, 
Lauren was like, not in my house, you big bitch. You are not about to kill my kid. Yes. It's so sad when later he's like, I shouldn't have killed that kid. And I was like, oh my God. No, you shouldn't have. Yeah. I would do it. If he was about to kill all of my, like, litter, legit, like, every single one of, his, like, Lauren's grandkids and, like, legacy. But they weren't. It wasn't his grandkids. It was the, it was the Browns. No, they were in, like, another room. They weren't, he hadn't quite gotten to them yet. These were all the brown kids and, like, the pinks. And it was, like, the slaves' children. Like, the quote-unquote slaves. It was all the other mm. colors' kids. That was his grandkids. I think his grandkids I were, like, it was his grandkids, too. I think they were in the room. But the one he had was, like, a brown child. Like, it was, like, a... Oh, yes. A brown's kid. And he was, like, yeah. you won't kill any kids in my house. And it's not, like, it was all of the children. So Bless him. But yeah, also... maybe give Tactus a little credit. <laughs> it was... It was also giving Dark Knight Rises or some mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. It's very much giving that Two-Face moment where yes. he turns and he's missing. Like, Oh, it is. Yeah, because it mentions in the book, he literally describes Tactus's face as like a peeled cherry. Mm -hmm. Gross. Sick. Chopped up goat's meat. Yep, me too. <laughs> We've already had a lot of mist. Has anybody mm, mm -hmm. oh, the evaporating and you're just like, oh, that word is very descriptive. There yeah. is a lot of like gruesome, I think, I think there's more so in the next one, but there are a lot of big like gruesome scenes in this one, like specifically at the gala and like him getting beat up by the Belladonnas. That scene is horrific. The mm. way he describes breaking Cassius's arm is horrific. Oh, yeah. But when he's getting beat up in the tub, like right after he finishes the yeah. battle and he like lost, that scene is like, Ooh. I thought Daryl was going to die. And this, this show is about somebody else. Yeah. The show has gone on and there's a new character because that it's sounds awful. <laughs> but yeah, um, you guys forgot that he lost an arm and that part is just absolutely astonishingly gross. Yeah, when it happened, I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. He literally <laughs> jumps on the table and he's like, all he's right, let's do it right now. It's fuck? giving Rocky Horror Picture Show. I loved that scene. And he's like, I'm about to start a fucking civil war. And he like jumps on all giddy, just starts yeeting fucking dishes off the table. And then he comes up to Cassius and just gently knocks the wine into his lap. I was like, the tea. Like, if I was there, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, in the, in the corner, probably drunk. That's literally Tactus. Tactus, somebody says something. And Tactus, I, Tactus, I swear to God, he goes, uh, oh, hang on, hang on. I have to find it because now I don't remember and it won't yeah. be the same. He does have a really funny. I will say the part where Nero, like, rejects Darrow and is like, I'm getting rid of you from the house. Also, I forgot that one dude. I thought I forgot that he died. Pliny, Pliny. I don't know how you say his name. Yeah, Pliny. That's Pliny. I, I thought I forgot that he died in this one. I thought he made it all the way to the next one. <laughs> I forgot a lot of people died, and I forgot how manipulative he was. But that scene, I hate to be the one. I hate to be the bitch to say this, but that scene where he's just ignoring him is flashback to Harry Potter the sixth one where Harry is in Dumbledore's office and he's like look at me and like he won't and I just felt like that I was like okay Pierce we get it but it was like that scene makes me so uncomfortable because you're just like he's not talking to him he's like ignoring that he exists and then he's like look at me no giving Dumbledore ignoring Harry with the horcruxes and like all giving, of that like yeah I don't know you know what I mean I just like that was the scene immediately that's what I thought it, it was like the sixth Harry Potter and he's like shouting at Dumbledore <laughs> yeah I found the tactic scene somebody says boy sit down and he goes make him no that's what I surmised 
<laughs> and he has a really funny line after it's all over. He's just like, oh, I thought this, I like knew you were on the right side or some shit like that. Like he has a really like sarcastic line when it's all over. He's got oh some good God. like quick lines. When they're like pulling him out of the water and he's like, I knew you'd come. <laughs> he's laughing. like, shit, I thought I was about to die. Oh man. That part is so oh, funny. What a gem. I do miss him. <sighs> I Honestly, love him. Which makes me more excited to see his fucking scary brothers. I know. Because I was already really obsessed with them for some fucking reason. And now I'm like. Shocking. Grace loves the psychopaths. Oh well, I got Tiffany into liking psychopaths this week. So facts. <laughs> don't. I literally, like I said, I don't know why I like Tactus's brothers so much. Besides how interesting they are in yeah. such a short period of time, I think. And, and you just never know. how fucking well-written these fucking psychos are. Yes. Yeah. They remind me a lot of, like, Karnas, too. Like, I think he's a really dynamic character. We don't meet in the first one, but sort of feels like a myth. And then when we get to this one, he is just as bad as, like, we thought he was going to be. And he does some really fucked up things. But you're kind of like, I mean, is he wrong? Like, it, he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing for his family. Although I will say, when he starts talking shit about Julian, I was really mad. I don't know if you remember, remember that now. part. That was so sad. Yeah. Like, you did Cassie's favor and got rid of him. And I was like, babe don't say that <laughs> like that's so sad i mean was... granted is he wrong no but <laughs> roke lived i mean julia could also live you know like yeah. maybe much sweeter than roke like let's just throw that out there although we do get a yeah. reference here. <laughs> yeah like better person but someone does say it here that was like people he talks to mustang this at like the very end but Darrow's talking to Mustang and he was like, why, you know, how did Pax end up in Minerva with you? Like, he's not very clever. And then she was like, but how did Roke end up in Mars? And it's like, mm-hmm. Ooh! because that was kind of a question we had. So, I mean, there's like hidden depths to everyone, but I have Julian, if Roke got to live, Julian gets to live, you know? Fuck Roke. Fuck Roke, man. Fuck him. And I don't know if you noticed, but I highlighted and then I like scribbled a bunch of stars so that I could not lose the spot to mention it during the gala when they start murdering children essentially he says I see a boy of 10 cut apart there's no mercy for gold children they are not seen as innocent their enemy the enemy seeds destroy them or fight them years from now who says that Darrow Darrow that's his internal monologue that's fucked up yeah so (laughs) um i saved that too i saved that too yeah that scene was really horrific i did not read like i didn't realize that he was saying that but that is astonishing well it makes sense and it's funny too because it's like serious foreshadowing for the later books yeah and it goes to show too at this point like how focused he is on red literally rising like i hate to use that Mm -hmm. tone but like how focused he is on saying like red is going to lead the revolution but then the other thing in contrast to that is he does have a lot of moments where he talks about how weak they are and he's like red is literally an ant to these gold so i'm like i know where you're at because that's where you came from but at the same time like how realistic is it for you to say you know like the reds are going to lead this revolution how are they going to fight these like six meter tall men and you're literally like a quarter of a meter you know what i mean right I was kind of wondered that, but I like appreciate that we got his character to stay consistent and say like, you know, he cares so much about the red revolution, but it's like, how, how much are they going to do? You know, like in the grand scheme of things, not much. I will say we also found out in this one, this is when we find out that EO was pregnant in the most absolutely horrible way. That part was heartbreaking. 
Harmony's just like, let me show you this thing that you lost so that you want to kill yourself. Like, what the fuck? She's crazy. I hate her. I like do not enjoy her character at She's all. She's the worst. Yeah, I forgot not, that she does this. I do too. Endure her so much. And I think like the dynamic between him and the Jackal is interesting where the Jackal's like, oh, I own a lot of the media, like come whatever. And then he decides to save him. And I thought that was kind of a a, a wild so, like turn of events and vaguely out of character for Darrow. But it also shows like how independent he is and like willing to make his own decisions that he thinks are right. And just shows that like, I think he's, it's a maturity thing almost that he wasn't just like, oh, they told me to do this. So now I'm going to do it. He's like, this is the right decision for overall like i need someone to put me in the right spotlight and like all that kind of stuff but yeah that part was horrific and it's just like we're gonna blow him up we don't here you go it's oh, interesting by the way. that he can see just from like what eo said like that one day you know this whole dream evolving into what it is he d- doesn't know who aries is he only talks to dancer and he gets like more of a grip on what they're trying to do and a better understanding of like what should be done to get to the goal of that versus Harmony who just wants to blow shit up. Yeah. And so that also goes with like a more maturity or a more mature like view of it. But then sometimes because he's human, you know, like he doesn't do the right thing. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know if you guys saw this way. When Harmony shows up and she's like, Dancer's dead. When you guys read it the first time, did you really think that Dancer was dead? No. Yes. Okay. I I also thought he was dead. I was like, well, that's a huge bummer. Because it's been like two years since he's had any contact. That has to be the reason. Like, he has to be dead. Mm-hmm. No, I knew that bitch was shifty. <laughs> uh, like, she literally doesn't seem like she fucking cares at all. About anyone. No. Yeah. She's just bitter the entire time. So I was like... I don't know. This sounds made up. This is kind of a like vague spoiler. If you know what we're talking about, you know, but there are so many mentions of the syndicate, like even in this book. Mm -hmm. And there's so many talks of Quicksilver. Like they mention him multiple times in this book. And yeah, they mention him in the first book. Yeah. But he's brought up like six or seven times in this one about all of him. Yeah, I liked that. I like that we kind of got that foreshadowing because when he shows up, it's less like, who the fuck is this bro? Yeah. But he's an important person. Yeah, I didn't notice the syndicate like foreshadowing in the first reread. I hate first read, first time reading. Did you guys think that let's go to the gala and all of that? Did you think that Mustang and Cassius were together for real? Or did you kind of suspect that it was like all politics? I think when I read it the first time, I don't know. I think when I read it the first time, I believed it, but it seemed very suspicious. Like, it didn't make any sense for them to be together. Yeah. I definitely thought Mustang was up to something. And she makes that a point to being like, I had a plan. She's all mad at Darrow. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? She's not stupid. And he knows that. But then he just gets so blindsided by her being with Cassius just standing with the dude you know like that he kind of loses all thought of like oh why like there's only one reason in his brain why she was with the sovereign yeah you know bad intentions when in reality it wasn't so i just think that was kind of silly and then literally (laughs) 
Darrow's internal monologue goes, of course she had a plan. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, bro? You just spent this fucking long with her making, like, strategic moves. And you were like, oh, she left me. Oh, like... I definitely thought she was that bitch, though. Like, I was like, no, she went for Cassius to piss him off because fuck Darrow. And I was like, she's about to take out. Like, I knew she had a plan, but I definitely thought she was with him for the right reasons because she kind of flirted with him in the first one. So it was to me, it was very believable that she would have chosen him over Darrow and been like moving on, doing what I want to do. And like, yeah, kind of manipulating. But at the same time, I feel like and it said that she wouldn't do this unless she cared about him. So I was like, she must love him. Like, it must be like a, they bonded over their hate for Darrow type of thing. But I was very wrong. No. No. That totally could have been, that's totally plausible. Yeah, like she was pissed at him for breaking up with her. And then she was like, well, what would be the worst thing I could possibly do? Because I was like, Mustang could be that bitch, which she's not. She's actually not. And she proves that in the first one. But I was dumb reading through this, thinking she was just like every other book character. And she's not. He's not like other girls. I will also like to say the gala is one of my favorite scenes because there's all this shit talking about Darrow and his razor skills. And then he gets out there and they're like, learned as an accept student. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Fucking Mike dropped on their ass so hard. Cassie is (laughs) my little beautiful dumb bitch is like, (laughs) I'm going to kick your ass. And Darrow goes, he says something super, I think I highlighted it. He says something underneath his breath about Lauren. And yes. Cassius just goes, quiet. And he's just like, fuck. And he like, literally says, Lauren doesn't accept students. And Daryl's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can find it. Because this bitch probably was white as a sheet and was like, oh no. Arm. <laughs> just rip that bitch right off. <laughs> yeah, they really pulled the Skywalker on that one and karate chomped it off. <laughs> Yeah, and oh my god, the fucking telemantises in that battle are just so funny. And I, like, love them in general. I'm so glad we get them. And, like, just the dad whose name escapes me at this moment, I think he is such a funny character. And, like, Kavix, yeah. what it is? Kavix. That's what yeah. I say. Yeah. Wait, how do you say the last name? Telemantis? Telemantis. Okay, I say Telemantis as well, but I was listening to a clip of the audiobook, and they were pronouncing it Telmanis. Is that the graphic audio? Because the regular audio yeah. says Telemantis. Yeah, it was the graphic. You're right. Yeah, I did hear that clip. I didn't realize that it had an N in, in it until maybe <laughs> 10 chapters ago and was like, oh, it's not. Tell- Wait, what did I th- Telmus? think? Telmus? Telmantis? I thought it was Telmus. Yeah. Like tel- Telemuk. <laughs> I will have to go back and not. It's yeah, not. one of those. It's longer, so your brain just like does whatever it wants. You don't actually yeah. see the letters. Dyslexia said, "Not today." Without not one. today. <laughs> I also that battle is absolutely hysterical. I think it's so fucking unhinged. But I genuinely forgot Leto was a character. I was like, "Who the fuck oh, is this yeah. bitch? Who is he?" He got whacked, but not and the jackal kills him. Yeah, the jackal just goes. <laughs> oh, just I literally him. said who. <laughs> exactly like he's so I, I, like, I kind of get it because obviously Nero had to have like someone that he was replacing Daryl with but like I was like who the fuck is this guy in the entire time I was like and then when he died and Daryl was like t- was like Nero is so upset or whatever I was like who is he upset about I don't even know oh and I'm like halfway through this book oh my god I'm going through all of my highlights yeah and fucking Carnus being like oh I hear the sixth course sixth course will be something to die for. I was like, 
Oh no. Or the shadow. Why the fuck yeah. would you say that? Because he, he got cocky. That's the problem. Yep. That's what happens. And then his brother got got. So period. Just the one arm. But I like that scene. And then they run away and they run into Fitchner, which I think is so epic. And like Fitchner is the rage night. But I literally laughed out loud when Nero is like somewhere else and Darrow's running or some shit. And the jackal goes like, oh, I speak for House Augustus. And Fitchner literally goes, you're creepy. And shoots him with a stun gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the literal best thing like, ever read. No. What? He said pass. He literally said hard pass. You're creepy. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. He said moving on. And how about you? Uh, this is the thing okay. that makes me love this series is like that very subtle humor. Yes. Yeah. That's like, or is like- that supposed to be funny or is this like a it's not great to laugh moment okay i found it he says no one is gonna like cry for darrow like no one cares if you you know when i kill you it's not gonna be a big deal and darrow just whispers and he says arcos will care and it says cassius stiffens and so i just picture him being like oh fuck (laughs) like he had a coming to jesus moment real quick it was like i just hear tiktok like oh no 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 in my head (laughs) when Mm -hmm. that happened familial tree wise i didn't realize we meet like the sovereign and aja and all of them in this and we get bitch sander i didn't realize he was lauren's grandson i forgot that fun fact oh Same. Sure. i remembered that and but you then... know what i did forget that darrow <laughs> is like his hero his oh. thing, he's like obsessed with darrow everything about him that's what makes this whole thing so fucked up Worse. because like He's trying to convince him. He's like, join us. Like, I want to learn from you. And like, I want you to mentor me. And I'm like, oh my God, what if that's what happened instead? Well, I hope Darrow kills you, actually. (laughs) I hope you die. In cold blood. Yeah. I do like that he looked at Tactus and was like, huh, he looks taller in the hollows. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, everybody got a dog on Tactus, even a fucking seven-year-old. Yeah. I hate him all with all my heart. <laughs> he's so shitty in this one. He's like so obnoxious. He's just that there is like a lot of characters, I think, that are like this, that are that young kid that's like, we're right and you're wrong because like Grammy told me or mommy, daddy told me so. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like that rich kid. And I don't so much mind that as like a plot device, but at the same time, knowing who he turns into is like, oh, fuck you, bro. Like, just, I can't. He's like, <laughs> first of all, you're 11. And Gammy is crazy, and your babysitter is a literal panther. Like, she fucking nuts. <laughs> and he acts like everything is sane and normal, as Darrow has a scorpion, snake, viper thing <laughs> on his arm. And he's like, just don't lie, bro. Like, I've watched all your hollows. It's gonna be it's fine. fine. Like, I know, you, like, everything's casual. It's like, what? He's like a creepy little kid in a fucking scary movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's literally yeah. like little Norman Bates. yeah so i forgot that he was his grandchild and i thought that was a weird moment but i do like when severo kidnaps him and i forgot who he kidnapped (laughs) like i i don't know who i thought he had i remembered i well i forgot like in that moment when they're doing it i was like is this the moment where they like had kidnapped him like i remember they kidnapped him but when they're kind of running away and like the howlers come and save Darrow and all of them, he says in the bag. Literally in a bag. And Darrow goes, Who's that? And Severo goes, Not their cook. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. And I was like, Who's in the bag though? Like, He's got a lot I- of good, funny stuff too. He's yeah. definitely, 
our needed like comedic relief yeah also this is kind of going back to when he was like "Mm, no you're creepy uh that whole scene with fitchner they're talking about when he becomes the rage knight and he was like he calls it the jackal a rug rat which is fucking funny and then he talks about a contest Mm-hmm. You know, to, like, become the Rage Knight. And he's like, oh, yeah, you should ask Tactus's older brother. That bitch was going to be the Rage Knight? Like, that would have yeah. been a bad mood. <laughs> bad yeah. mood. And mm-hmm. Jupiter, like, when he come, I liked when he came back kind of later on. But I thought that was interesting that they talked about him also applying for the position of Rage Knight. And I was like, how many people were going for this and Fitchner got it? Mm-hmm. The Sovereign is creepy as hell. I'll just throw that out there also. She's, like, a billion years old, too. Yeah, I will say this. So we get to the part, you know, Lysander's kidnapped. They're sitting there. Aja fucking shows up. They're like having this big chit chat. The Quinn, Severo, Roke, everyone else on planet Earth, Cassius, Shiho. I forgot that there was such a big love triangle there. One and two. This is the third time I've read this book. And this was the least devastating time for me, I think, with Quinn's death. Like the first time I read it, I was like astonished. And the second time I was like very upset. But this time I was like, okay. Yeah. I think the saddest part is that it just goes on for so long. Yeah. Like, it would have been better if she just, you know. And it happens, like, so fast. And then you... So, this is my question. Emerging the whole fucking time. Like, ugh. That's my question for you guys. Do you think the Jackal could have saved her and chose not to? Mm, I don't think he really gives a shit that much. That's what I mean. Like, Like, I didn't think... He probably tried, but I don't think he gave a shit whether she did or not yeah like he wasn't gonna put the effort in. i think he's just trying to be a cute little sociopath and trying to go with the norm yeah what about you tiffany i don't think that he let her die on purpose i don't think he cared very much i think he honestly just cared more about his alliance with darrow in that Mm -hmm. moment that he was like oh he'll trust me if i can do this one thing Yeah. yeah because that's what he does the entire time the whole thing is a manipulation yeah that's fair. He never actually planned on following through. Right. Because yeah. I, I always thought it was like, yeah, he did everything he could. But then he makes a weird comment later on. And I'm like, could he have done more? But maybe, yeah, you're right. Like, maybe he was like, well, this is the most I think I can do. So who cares mm-hmm. if I can do more? Yeah. I don't think in his brain he saw, you know. Saving her. Anything of consequence besides him trying. Yeah. Like, yeah, what Tiffany was saying, I was going to say the same thing was like, he just wanted Darrow to, like, have more sympathy, I don't know, in the long run of, like, oh, he tried to save my friend, and he did this for me and that for me, you know? Like, everything's kind of a transaction. Yeah, that's fair. He's, like, a straight-up sociopath. Like, he's just trying to go with the norm so people don't realize that he's fucking crazy. Even though most people know he's crazy, but... Yeah, like, well aware. Totally mm-hmm. valid. Did you feel like you knew it at that moment you know after they're on the ship or whatever and they're like okay we have to get out of orbit blah 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 and tactus is like oh i'll walk him to his room were you ever sus yeah because he said something about stupid ass brothers (laughs) i haven't seen my brothers in so long i'll take the lad and he just walks off you're like dude you hate your brothers what the fuck are you talking about yeah like you guys are really dumb like we've built half or like this quarter of this book talking every time about tactus something comes up with his brothers yeah and like how shitty he, they are and how he doesn't enjoy them and like daryl gives him that violin that yeah the violin thing. i was like is that not a red flag <laughs> like i miss my brothers so i'll take him don't worry guys that part to me i was like that's stupid <laughs> 
what also i will i will say i do like the part where severo kicks tactus's ass i don't remember where when it happened but i wrote it out in here about that when they're like getting they got in a fight about something standing in the corridor and like tactus shit talks severo and he, he kicks his ass and i thought that was so funny and he steps on him right doesn't he step over him yeah and like he's really shitty about it and it's so funny i don't know if you guys remember i don't remember that part but i remember writing it down <laughs> it's in there somewhere um also did several always have this very distinct disdain for roke because he makes a lot of comments very early on and i do not remember that from red rising I think so yeah i think he just thinks he's pretentious fair i okay. mean he is but yeah I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Everybody looks down on Severo, but then Severo's like, what the fuck? This kid is literally useless. Yeah. He's smart, I guess, but like, I don't know. That's how I see it. That's very valid. I did not see it that way, but that makes sense. Cause I was confused. Like, I was reading and I was like, is, does Severo like not enjoy Roke or like what is his hatred for him? Cause he like pokes fun at him a lot too and like yeah. says, like offhanded comments a lot and i was like does he not like like him yeah i feel like too like they all look down on severo but at the same time they all joke with him and he like granted it's like to his expense but at the same time they're kind of i don't know treating him differently whereas roke is just like you always scared me or whatever he says and he's like oh i'll make sure to come back and bite you or something yeah (laughs) in the little thing but yeah i don't know i just He's kind of just like a little fancy fart. Yeah, and I think that's why I almost thought Roke was more important as a character because I felt like him and Severo were like vying for Darrow's attention. So I think when I read it the first time, I was kind of like, oh, Roke's really important because everybody keeps bringing him up mm-hmm. in one way or another. Like whether well, they say they need to fix the friendship or Severo like shit talking him or Mustang telling him this or like Quinn talk, you know what I mean? Like all those things. So I think that's probably why I thought he was more important as a character. But like he does not have a lot of page time. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. a lot of their um, animosity also comes from the fact that they were both in love with Quinn. Yeah, very true. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting sad. though because that she definitely sad. spends more time with Sebro. Yeah, at least it seems like it. That's how I saw it. I could be wrong. Also, I said a uh, fancy little fart, and I realized that in my notes, it's literally a Sebro quote, and I just like took that. <laughs> I read it and then used it like five minutes later. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, really in tune. That's Channel true. Me. I don't know because I feel like the whole love triangle thing with Quinn is so weird because she really likes Cassius at the very beginning. And then like several kind of always had a, a relationship with her in Red Rising where she didn't call him by Goblin and all those sorts of things. But the rogue thing is weird. I'm like, why is it because you and like, did they go to the Academy together? No, right? Like Quinn was somewhere else. She came in with several with the Howlers, right? Uh, yes. So it's not like, I don't understand how Roke would develop feelings for her. I don't know. Because didn't they like get close in the Institute? Is that, yeah, maybe that's the reference. Like maybe that's I think how. so. Because okay. she was originally into Cassius. And then after that, she started getting closer to Roke. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was like, when would they have had time to like be those people? But right. that makes sense. Yeah. I love when they do the first fry suit Iron Rain situation and they fly into the brig of the packs. That scene is so good. Like the setup for that, the the lines before, like I think that is so good. Space fighting. I love a good space battle. 
I love a good space battle. And he's like so fucking unhinged. <laughs> he's like, I'm going straight for the cockpit. And they're like, excuse me? He's like, I'm doing it. And like him and Severo, when they take the, the bridge is hilarious because Severo's so funny and mean. And he's like, stop destroying things. And Severo's like, I like being big. And Derek goes, yeah, but I'm bigger. <laughs> and it's like their their characters are so funny. And I just that part was just like, it's hilarious in a very like, are, am I supposed to laugh kind of way? You know, like everyone's dying. There's like a hole in the ship. You're not really sure how many golds are left on board. And he's like, stop wrecking shit. This is my ship. Yeah, I love them. It's and also he, funny when he they do talk about Darrow being red. He's like, so I am taller than you. And he's like, that's not the fucking point, Severo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Baby laughs so hard. Yeah, like Severo's, he is the dry humor that we all want. Mm-hmm. And then we get to meet everybody's favorite character ever. Also, I found the part where Tactus is like on the ground and yeah, Severo says you. something about like chopping his balls off or something like that. And he goes, well, my brothers did always say, keep your eye on the ball. And it's just because he said he's going to shove them in his eyes. Like it's, it's yeah. So Severo gives big rocket vibes, you know, he's like, can I have his oh my God, yeah. eyeball? <laughs> yeah. He's like, can you please like bouncing up and down and Mustang's like yeah sure you know go free and be your weird little self be your weird little self yeah these are my two favorite characters I think as far as like supporting characters go even though she has a really weird arc I love when we meet Orion and how she kind of like comes into the fold and obviously we love Ragnar and that whole thing yeah Ragnar I, I don't know <laughs> R.I.P. When he calls him Godchild, I like laughed. I forgot. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. It like, reminds me of um Avengers and like the Hulk and he's yeah. Loki and he's like puny god and <laughs> just walks off. That's what that their kind of dynamic gives me that. And I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love it. When he calls him Godchild, I was like, oh my god, that's so funny and cute. And I love everything that's happening. And it's just it's crazy because like I forgot that Daryl didn't love obsidians. Like he actually hated obsidians. He's and terrified didn't, of him. Yeah. And I love that we kind of get that dynamic. And I also forgot, I need to stop saying dynamic, but I forgot that that was the mythology that they had taught them was like the Norse mythology and how the golds were gods and stuff. And I think that's a really cool concept. Mm -hmm. And that makes Ragnar such like an important character because he's such a big person, like physically. And then he, Darrow kind of teaches him to be his own person. Mm -hmm mentally and it's like that's so funny how he does it just sort of under the nose of everyone in this society and they're like how dare he do this and daryl's like what do you mean how dare he do this like what was he supposed to do just fucking die and they're like oh yeah i guess not yeah, that's fair yeah that's right i just wanted to talk about like when Severo and darrow have like a conversation about him being like were you going to talk about when they talk about uh Severo and darrow saying that he's a red and like aries yeah that was a beautiful moment it was basically so Severo says, tell me the truth or I'm fucking leaving. Snaps. I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> I love that. It was such a good moment. And you just. <sighs> yeah, he spits in his face. Yeah. Like, and it's in... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so funny because it's done in like the showers, which is like a, such an uncomfortable situation. And he mentions like Severo's always been uncomfortable with his body. And like, I am too. And it's like such a bromance moment. And you're like, oh my God, tell him, just tell him, Daryl, just tell him who you are. Yeah. And he's like, who are you talking about? And he lists off a bunch of people and Severo just like levels him. And he's like, 
no, like, I'm gonna fucking walk out of here if you think I'm dumb. And then he's like, so are you with me? And he kept, like, being self-conscious, which is totally fair for Darrow, but, like, it's funny. <laughs> but he's like, bro, it took me, like, six months to get here. I had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> but he openly cries on Severo, and Severo's like, tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I did not sign up for this. This is embarrassing for you. Hold it together. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if it says this or not. Does Severo know that Fitchner is Aries, like, this whole no. time? No. I don't right? think so. No. Because he says he, like, before the or before or during the battle, he's like, I dropped the, you know, communication thing in the whatever, the, the cash. And, yeah, I don't think he knew. Yeah. I think they have a conversation about him not knowing. Okay. I like couldn't remember or not when that part was happening. And I was like, does he actually know or what? Is that why he's like, yeah. it? but uh, there was, I also wrote this down because this is kind of when Mustang like rejoins the fold and they name the ship, the packs and all that kind of stuff. But Mustang makes a Cersei reference. And I was like, that's fucked up. She makes a reference to like her being Cersei and like hmm. luring men to her island or whatever. And I was like, oh, that yeah. is shitty. Like when that they're she eating herself. like breakfast or whatever. Is that when they do it? Yeah, she's like chatting with Darrow, I think in his room or something like that. And she was like, how dare you think of me as like Cersei, just like mm-hmm. luring men to my island. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. I just thought that part was. I mean, but she's the one that's like, I'm really manipulative. I've always been able to control people and make them do what I want. It's like, well, case of point, here you go. Yeah, like that's pretty shitty. But <laughs> listen, you guys need to read Madeline Miller's Cersei and see that she actually does have a redemption arc. So just like keep that in mind. Um... So Mustang deserves her redemption arc. But yeah, they sort of end up on this moon. That's like the next big thing that happens. They end up on the moon. They go to Lorne and ask him to join the fight against the Sovereign. I think that moment is really interesting that Darrow is kind of like, to him, to Lorne is like looking in a mirror and him saying like, yeah, I thought that my fight was so important back when I was at your age. And I thought that I was going to be so relevant. And like, all I want to do now is like live in peace. And Darrow's like, you don't get to do that because of the society that like you helped build. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of like eye-opener for all the characters and for them to be like there actually does need to be a change whether or not we're going to be the ones to make it is something totally different but like I really like that we got a you know a kind of contrast like this is what Daryl could end up like but at the same time he's probably gonna end up like Nero you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's well, interesting because that's when you get like them talking about Lysander and he's like he's not my kin he was mm-hmm. raised with poison and I'm like And then, you know, they all show up and he's like, I had no choice, blah, blah, blah. And then we get the like absolutely worst scene that's ever happened in the history of Red Rising. And that is Tactus's death. (gasps) Yeah. And it's so sad because he's like, I was tired of living in your shadow. I was just trying to like make a name for myself because I think I am cool enough to do such a thing. And you like feel so bad for him. And this is like that redemption. Like, yeah, he's a psycho, but again, he's like a victim of circumstance. Like he wasn't this way because he wanted to be that way. He's this way because that was what happened to him. And like, you want more for his character. And he does start to try to be a better person with Darrow. And then Lauren is the only one that sees it. Yeah. But I also will say everything that happens to Darrow in the last like 10, 20 pages of this book is all his fucking own fault because there are so many moments in here where he talks about how he has to redeem his friendship with Roke. And he literally says, as Tactus is dying, wow, I should really fix things with Roke before the same exact fucking thing happens. And you know what he doesn't do? Fix things with Roke. I was screaming. Also, it's that kind of chapter too where you can tell Roke's becoming more and more pissed off and blaming darrow for things that 
aren't really Darrow's fault necessarily. Like, you're the reason all of our friends are dead. Well, is he? Not really. I mean, like, yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is the chapter Quinn dies too. So that's, I mean, that whole chapter is like horrific and it's sad, but it mm-hmm. it's just that like, you want to want for Darrow, you want to make him, you know, do better. You want him to like pick the right things and make the right choices. But then at the same time, like his internal monologue is answering all of his stupid ass questions for himself. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? The exact opposite. Cause everything that sounds right is too hard. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Pliny's house or Pliny or whatever. And that scene is disgusting where he busts in through the ceiling and he's all, I'm a hell diver again. I don't know where the fuck they are then. But he Very goes like, I'm a sprecher of him. Yes. I was thinking that too. That's so funny. <laughs> I think they're in the ship. Are uh, they? Justice, they're on I mean, a ship. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And then he's like, I'm a hell diver again. And it they get works. there. And then he literally lets them rip him to pieces. <laughs> yeah. And Daryl just walks out like this. <laughs> like, I suggest okay. the pain. But also, Severo, so Mustang taking one of Pliny's eyes. And then several being like, can I have it? Yeah, that's also for sure. You're grown, just take it. But I think <laughs> it's like she took it, so he's just like, can I have it? Can I have it? Very polite. And he's like, oh, I'm building my I'll collection. Yeah, like whose collection? It's disgusting. Then- he literally said, I hope to collect the pair. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a little weirdo. Well, this set. <laughs> it's not the only people's eyes that he collects, so. Yeah, he, even, he has a missing eye. I always forget about that. I always forget about the eye too. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget that this, like, for two whole books, he only has the one eye. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. An iron rain. <laughs> it's funny because out of Darrow's two besties, Cassius and I loosely say besties, Cassius yeah. and several, both of them are missing <laughs> a body part parts. Of their body. <laughs> You're like, anyways, how are you guys doing? And not great. Yeah. I love the Iron Rain scene. I think it's so good. I definitely thought it was in a different book as well. Like when that happened, I remember that vividly. Like I remember that whole scene. He goes through, you know, the tunnel or whatever underwater and the the brown girl. Like I remember all of that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely thought that was in the other one. And that scene is so descriptive. I think, yeah, you thought it was a morning song, right? Yeah, terrifying. I was like reading and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know it's about to happen, and I was like, mm-hmm. pretty. I was like, oh, it just gives me such bad claustrophobia. Yeah, and, like, and ripping his arm horrible. open. Can and you then fucking I was, like, imagine? You I was, can't like, move. I was like, don't do that. And then he realizes that the water is coming in, and I was like, yeah. What did you think about that? The men are menning, you know, like for real <laughs> as smart as they are i i am like shocked that they left that brown girl like without having someone actually check on her because it's like how easy exactly what happened how easy would it have been for her to have an emp and just be like whatevs but they're in the and middle of a literal like him. iron rain you know there's there's like a battle the going on out. and this six-year-old girl's just like chilling by a lake like that's no 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 that's sus several's like oh she's just swimming she's just playing in the mud <laughs> No, I call no. bullshit. No. Like, on second thought, let's kill her. And then Jerry was like, no, we can't kill kids. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe you should have been doing that from the start. And then we would have never had any of these problems. Honestly, uh, should have just yeeted his ass right I do off. I not condone killing children, but these are not real. I was about to say. <laughs> I do condone killing gold that. children. <laughs> I don't know. The Sovereign is sketch. And, like, I do like that Cassie, like, we do get some of the Belladonna's here and, like, that whole scene and shit. But... 
I hate this part where they figure out like they're there and then Roke comes in through the comms. First of all, I forgot Weed dies. Side note. I forgot and that she was one of the ones Harpy. and Harpy yeah. that they die in the the just explodes. <laughs> in what? Harpy like literally explodes in the iron rain. Disgusting. No, like, Weed drowns at the bottom of the fucking lake. Yeah. That part is horrific. I was like, oh my god, I forgot. And she's got I think it's a I think it's a girl, right? Weed's a girl. Did Weed drown or suffocate? uh suffocated yeah and Uh, and, that's worse like exoskeleton thing yeah darrow shoved him in and then they like flop the little mohawk over and i was like r.i.p that's so sad they found severo sticking feet up just his head in the mud like a little bug (laughs) and like Like ragnar like that's so funny but i do really like the scene you know where he picks up a razor for the first time and like darrow gets to justify it to the society and they're like how dare you do such a thing and then he just acts fucking murders these golds and i'm like yes my favorite is when severo i don't know who it was i don't know which one was like you can't have that you're not allowed to have that that's not for you and severo goes who are you to say that who are you to say that he can't have this weapon Mm -hmm. and i was like like, hell yeah thank you sir thank you (laughs) And she's like, my ancestor said, he's like, your ancestors are full of shit. I'm like, yes, fuck you and them. Like, <laughs> yeah, that scene is so good. And it like really does kind of bring in the group and you show who's like loyal. And that's the divide. But There's this is the scene that I don't change. like that like gave me the ick. They're there on whatever place that they're mm-hmm. on when this attack is happening. And Roke comes to the comms and says the sovereign is there. And it's like, how could Darrow just so graciously leave Roke out of literally all the planning? When he brought, like, his inner circle is like 12 people. Don't act like it's some tight group. You know what I mean? Like, Weed, Pebble. This is his fault. Yeah, Harpy. Like, they all knew what was going on. And he's like, no, only, like, only Mustang, Severo, Cassius, seven other people, Orion, and Ragnar. Only they knew. And the Jackal. Like, you just yeah, left Roke out. like, eight people. Yeah. And Daryl's like, yeah, Roke, I know. That's why I want the city. Like, why didn't you just fucking tell him? You made him look stupid. Yeah. Well, also, don't be like, yeah, I know. That was the point. Like, that also, just like maybe it just, you didn't have to It rubs that. you the wrong way. Like, like oh, no. clearly. Okay, thanks. Yes. You don't Can feel we like, I know Roke? I'm right. No. I wrote in there, like, my literal notes were, I just can't believe he would do that. But also, like, Roke was such a good friend. I'm pissed. <laughs> I was like, everything that happens, like, Roke Daryl, this is what I said. Daryl fucks Roke so hard. Don't be a dick. It's all his fault. I cannot believe he would do that. And also Roke is his good friend. Fuck the jackal. I'm so pissed. That was what I wrote. (laughs) You know, what's really funny in that moment too is it's like several chapters before, I think, where Roke is talking about his family and says that they're full of politicians, blah, 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 noble blood. But he also says, we are a dishonest breed. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So he tells you far, far... From him, like, actually turning against Darrow, that he no longer believes in him, essentially. I think, yeah, he definitely gives Darrow multiple warnings, and he doesn't heed them, but at the same time, he didn't have to go and fucking go nuclear at the end. True. I tabbed, there are several times where he mentions their friendship, but Mm -hmm. says it in the past tense. Uh Uh-huh. And then Darrow finally catches on and goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. And karma swiftly kicks him in the ass. Yeah. And I think Roke is one of those characters, like, this is the reason I I sort of enjoy him, is he's one of those characters that, like, is so rigid. He's a lot like Pebble. Like, he's so rigid in his beliefs (laughs) that the second that it starts to not make sense for him to stay in that spotlight, and, like, he thought Darrow, I think Darrow has a quote in here that says, I'm not a conquering hero, I'm a necessary evil. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's an internal monologue. But like the second that Rogue realizes he's not the conquering hero, like he's not doing it for the right reasons. I think he sort of gets that hint that like Daryl's doing it more for his ego than anything. Yes, That's when he sort of makes that shift. Like I have to go back to what the society has told me and taught me. And like, he is the epitome of a gold, right? Like he is the one that said, I follow these rules. My mother does what she's supposed to do. We make shady deals. We're untrustworthy. We do because that's how like we keep the society running. So I do like respect his character, I think a lot. Because even in when we get to the next one, obviously, like, a lot of shit goes down and the end of this is horrific. But, like, he's one of those people that's, like, this is what I was told to do. I'm going to do it. And this is how it's supposed to be. And so, like, I kind of respect his character in that way. But he's shifty as shit. <laughs> My job. So that's kind of why I like Roke, because I feel like he is one of those characters, like, he stays true to himself, like, the whole time. Whether or not he's shitty, he he does, like, uphold what he was taught as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, uphold yes. the standards of society. And he thinks that, like, yeah, maybe... Darrow is more a little bit more for people who aren't necessarily fitting the mold, but are still within the mold. It's not like a circle and a round, like, you know what I mean? A square and a round hole or peg or whatever, but it's more like, you know, an isosceles triangle into like an equilateral triangle situation. Like he's kind of okay with it because it makes some sense. But like as the second he turns into a hexagon, he's like, I'm out. Fuck Nero. <laughs> and the grapes he walked in on. It was thistle, not pebble. That was pissed off other. Oh, okay. I, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. So I had a look, and it was yeah, it was. I thistle. appreciate that. Thistle, yeah. I their names are hilarious. I literally wrote a note that said Nero's not dead, right? No body, no crime. And then I forgot that the end fucking happened. So my bad. Nobody, no crime. I love when they go to his planet and he's like, I can't believe I was afraid of these greys and makes them all like shit their pants for a while. Like I think that part's so funny and. That it's like a very full circle moment. And he gets to chat with his mom. Do you want cheese? And Daryl's like, no, I didn't fucking come here for cheese. (laughs) He's like so obsessed. And he's like, wow, this guy's really pathetic. Yeah, I love that. But at the same time, it's like Daryl's such a cocky fucker. Like you were less than to these people like mere months ago. And you're still over here stomping around like the big giant you are. Yeah. He definitely sometimes forgets. And he knows that he forgets. I will say, Tiffany, I did write, Mama Darrow said, quote, I never liked EO. And then I wrote, I love that woman. She was right. Throughout the series, I feel like she is keeping her boys in check. Absolutely. The fact fact that she sees him and immediately knows that it's him, even though he does not look like himself anymore. You better hope. She's like, I would know you anywhere. Don't be ridiculous. Sit down. You better hope that's him, though. He's standing in your goddamn house for no reason in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, but like, how would she I know? That, I'd be like, I'm thoroughly fucked. Like, what did I do? <laughs> I have to leave this like, round. That would make me shit my pants. Absolutely. And Some I, man that doesn't even fit in your house. Yeah. Literally enslaved. Well, I guess I don't know they're slaves. Well, she kind of does. She kind of does. Like, just she takes just it really well. Standing there, I was like, yeah. She yeah, does. She, she had to know. She says the thing where kind of you know I, I can't remember who says it if it's mickey or someone else that's like but if you knew you were a slave would you still have been happy like you know what i mean or dancer says it or something like that in the in the very beginning of red rising so i think she was that person that was like yeah i know that something's not right here but i'm happier getting the life that we have than i would be and this is foreshadowing for how fucked up it gets in iron gold and like the life that they have there but 
I think that part is real fun and full circle. I'm like, it's good for Daryl mentally because he says so many times, like if I ever saw my family again, like they wouldn't recognize me or that's like his biggest mm-hmm. fear. And then he gets there and his mom's like, of course I know it's you, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. And then he's sitting in his ghost cloak and she's like, oh yeah, they can always hear us. And I was like, I'm going to cry. That part was really sad. Did you expect Mustang to betray him? No. Okay. When you first read it, like, did you expect her to react the way she did? I expected her to take time for herself, but I don't, I never, ever thought that she would betray him. Yeah. She doesn't really, but like, I didn't think that she would attack in that way. Yeah. She did the same thing in the end of the last book. What do you mean? Legit the same thing. She fucking dipped and Daryl goes, oh my God, I'm freaking out. She's gone. I'm fucked. Like, whoa, like freaking the fuck out. And then she comes back and she's like, at the end of Red Rising, she's like, oh, here. And then yeah, she's like, not very stoked or happy and very confused which is rightfully so but yeah at the end of this book no one can find her yeah super sus but the fact that everybody was like where's mustang where's mustang this wasn't giving you any weird vibes yeah not once zero and then he was like where's fitchner where's fitchner Mm -hmm. nobody was sus no one was suspect this is this is strange and then also he's like Roke's like, oh, I'm confused. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, they're doing this now. Like, Lauren's like, oh, they changed the plan. That's a big fucking deal, bro. Like, red flag. flag. Red flag. And, like, when Severo's, like, he's like, I can't find Severo. And you're like, huh? You know what you mean? No one, no one's, like, concerned? Concernicus? And, like, I don't know. That part is so wild. And Roke makes, like, a really sketchy comment, too. Where, oh no, he can't find Severo. Severo's the one that interrupts him. He's Severo like talking leaves. to Roke and Roke says that line where he's like, it's okay, a friendship takes years to build, seconds to break, and years and like, you know, months or whatever to restore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit's about, that I think the, the very first time I read it, that's when I knew something was going down. Yeah. Like even before I yeah. knew the actual thing, I was like, something fucked up's about to happen. I'm grateful that Severo ran yeah. off to go check on Fitchner and was not there at the end. Yeah. But also R.O.P. Dad. If anything happens to Severo, I will never recover. Wait, I have a thought. I am wrong. I like I actually wrote that correctly. Nero is nowhere to be found. Nope, he's at this. He shoots no, him in the he head. Is at this. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I take it back. All right. I, I was gonna ask, did you guys think before that when he it's just him and Nero by themselves? Did you think because Nero's like, oh my god, he knows. And then he like really goes on like a rant about like why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why did you give this to Ragnar and all this stuff? Like, what are you trying to do? And then he's like, oh, but you could marry my daughter if you want. I want a son. And he was like, this is not where this conversation I thought was going. <laughs> and Daryl's yeah. just like shitting his pants silently. Like, I did think you the... think he was going to get got? Or I think that the first time I read it, I definitely thought he was going to get got. And then he was like, are you a Democrat? And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, with a K. Me right now. What what is a Democrat? <laughs> what democracy is, what does that mean to you, Pierce? Democracy I think he's also saying also with a K. Yeah, I think he's saying like democracy isn't like presidency. Like you pick like a leader. Regular democracy, just like regular democracy. Correct, because they're okay. currently in uh, in a what's the word I'm looking for? Communism, sovereignism. No, no not communism. That's, I know that one for sure. They use a K and it throws me off. <laughs> I'm like, the spelling's not the same. It, it can't In be. Uh, it has to be different. Auto, auto, auto nope. And uh, yeah, they're in whatever um, I, uh, the UK is in right now with parliament and shit. 
whatever Greece was with Senate and an emperor. An oligarchy? Patriarchy? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Patriarchy. I mean, he's all about that. He's like, um, your heir doesn't have to be a dude. And Nero goes, yeah, but I want it to be. I was like, yeah, you suck. Get <laughs> fucked, bro. Um, yeah, I don't know what they are in. They're not in communism. You're correct. Whatever that's called, where you have a, a ruler and also you have Senate, a ruling body. It's giving Star Wars uh, vibes. It's giving the Republic, the democracy. <laughs> really sorry. Totally fair. Tell the class about the Yoda quote. He said, you plan, you decide. I do, I do or do not. There is no plan. Instead of do or do not. Or try or try not. There is no. What is the fucking Yoda quote? It's that, but without different words. Yes. Yeah. I, when you do not, do not try. That's you quote. do not. Yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah, when I listened to the audiobook of that the first time, I remember rolling my eyes because I was like, did he just fucking quote Yoda? Like, is that? Yeah, I don't did. know what that was in reference to scene wise, but I do remember that happening. Did you guys anticipate the jackal being the one that betrayed him at the end of this book? Did you think that like was going to happen? Far too nice. I forgot it was the jackal. I remembered it being only rope. Mm. And then when when the jackal was in on it, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. I have been duped twice. And Victor's <laughs> sister. Yeah. I remember it being comes in. Um, We missed that bitch. Yeah. I, so I definitely forgot that it was the jackal. I remember like you, I remember it being broke, but at the same time, it makes no sense because they like rogue, like hates him. So I don't understand. I get like breaking your friendship and stuff, but it's like, you literally could have picked anybody else. Like you could have picked your mom. You could have picked the sovereign, but like he went to the jackal. So that never makes sense to me. How also, the two of them did that. The, there's a saying that thy enemy. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, very poetic. I so uh, Are him and Daryl like enemies though? Like that feels a little extreme. Well, he's I think he just wants to win. Yeah. yeah. He also, is. he literally crucified Antonia in the first book. So why are they working together? <laughs> literally a vendetta against this man because i would never forgive him i don't yeah. care if we have the same enemy that's well, how i she feel like to kill her sister does their uh, mom true. die true or does, does the mom make it out what mom uh victor's Ooh. mom, victor's mom uh, i don't think so i think she dies yeah but she was she not actually with does flip i thought she shoots both of them yeah, yeah the mom... Victor's mom actually does flip mm-hmm. but Antonia doesn't eat. She pretends to flip and then. Yeah, she's the other piece then, of the puzzle yeah, with. Okay. Yeah, with Lilith. And I then Victor. Remember. I feel that part is horrific too because, like, you. I feel like we've built this relationship where we love Victor. We're starting to get another, like, really strong female character who's, like, funny and sassy. And then she literally yes. does, in her, like, dying fucking breath, tells Darrow, I had no idea. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. And it's I like. I swear. Yes. Oh! And I feel like it's worse now that you know how the beginning of the next book yes. starts. Yes. <laughs> there's some, man, there's stuff I want to say, but well, it'll have to wait. It'll have it to wait. It was already bad. I'm traumatized by the beginning of that book. It was already bad, but knowing what we know now is worse. <laughs> yeah. Am I in the right mindset? <laughs> Are you mentally stable enough to take this on? No. <laughs> We said that at the same time. Yeah. And it was just such an icky moment. Like, Fitchner's head in a box. I don't know. With I feel grapes. like the story. 
Yeah, with the graves, like, I feel like his storyline almost ends too quickly, slash, like, he's important, because he's, obviously, he's Aries, and, like, we find that out when Darrow, again, acts like a fucking idiot, we didn't talk about that, gets, like, kidnapped by the Sovereign, like a goddamn moron, but, like, he doesn't, he fucking jumps (laughs) into their thing, he was, like, his internal monologue, he was, like, I really didn't think they'd still be (laughs) Where the fuck else would they be? What did you think was gonna happen? He just looks up and sees ginormous carnis just standing there like smirking like but i do like that he literally that? takes his noggin right off just whacks it off iconic he, was, he fucking like plays kickball with that thing and he needs it and like it's just so bad and like i don't know but i almost feel like fitcher i almost wanted his storyline to last a little bit longer and like or or be less of a part you know what i mean he either we need like more or less of him that's probably my critique. i was confused because I was like, I couldn't remember if it was Fishner or Nero that die. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it was both. Um, but both. with it being the whole the grapes in the head thing, like what Nero did, did, I, for whatever reason, was like, oh, that's going to happen to him. And I was like, oh, no, it's actually Fishner. And then I was like, oh, yeah. But that to me doesn't make sense. Same. That's what I'm saying. Like he, his ending is weird. Come, it, I mean, I guess they needed him to do the whole party thing but but at the same time nero gets kidnapped at some point and they go and like rescue him or some shit right that was yeah yes. that was and get in ganymede right so like they could have done that where he got kidnapped and then the end would have been like here i am i guess yeah you're mm-hmm. right maybe he didn't need to be part of the party but it was weird and like i don't understand i guess i don't really get speech about how he like basically has no morals and is basically yeah himself is immortal and yeah he's crazy (laughs) i guess i just don't get like the jackals i don't know is he like trying to get attention from his dad by being him type of thing like is because he's like emulating what he did previously and being like look dad i can just be i can be as ruthless as you or is that just like sort of a well and he confesses that he bribed carnus right He's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I killed my own brother. That you were about your golden child literally being murdered, like straight up Oberyn Game of Thrones style with his head bashed in. <laughs> I was responsible for that. And then he dies. <laughs> and he shoots him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the end of this book is people getting shot in the face is really. I was gonna say it's really triggering for me. No shit, people <laughs> getting shot in the face, but like specifically this fucking series, specifically learning that Lysander is what's his face's grandson. Yeah, speaking of what's his face, I forgot he died in this. Just gets his little so fingers chopped I did too. off. He literally gets like gutted, and Ooh. the way Pierce writes his death and talks about how he's not going to see his grandchildren again when the last thing he looks at is his grandchildren mm-hmm. and then he looks again at Darrow mm-hmm. and Darrow's like he's never going to see his grandchildren again he's never going to pet his griffin again I like started sobbing yeah I was not well and also, I will never be okay <laughs> him pushing his hand so he doesn't fully get like his throat slice and mm-hmm. all the four fingers just go plop 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 on the yep. ground I was like Hit. <laughs> like thank you pierce that is an image that is stuck in my brain forever it's giving game of thrones catelyn fighting off the knife it mm-hmm. yeah and then that, Lilith so. does what she does and it's it? fucking psycho i forgot he died 
I'll just say that. I was like, wait a fucking minute here. Well, all I can say is Pierce knows how to do the last 10 pages of fucking story. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Loser. Speaking for Morning Star as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Literally don't have exactly. peace until the yeah. very fucking end. And Iron Gold. I mean, and Iron book, Gold. Uh, literally all of them. <laughs> and Dark Age. Dark Age is not good. Dark Age especially was Age unacceptable. What was the most horrific death in this book for you guys? Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren was Tactus. the worst for me. Tactus, yeah. I think Quinn Fair. for me. So you said you wow. Different. I think as far as like... <sighs> because the other two times I've read it, it was so traumatizing for me. One and two, it lasts so long. And like, it has such a rippling effect yeah. between yeah, like several and Quinn. It's a catalyst to a lot of shit. Yeah. And like, we haven't gotten the catalyst of like everything that happened in the last 10 pages for all the other characters yet. So I think for this book specifically, Quinn, her death is horrific. Yeah. I would say yeah. Tactus or Lauren for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do also describe Quinn's death as her curling into herself like a dying spider, which is <laughs> horrific after calling her a little said. mouse and it's like oh my god please stop making yeah. her referenced as animals still scarred for life from her stupid spider <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay unacceptable <laughs> unacceptable i'm like oh god Oof. they like shave her head and like all these oh it's terrible yeah. oh, it's... what was your guys's final thoughts slash star ratings mm. still five stars yeah yeah Agreed. this is I your was... favorite both of you guys is your favorite in the series yeah it sucked because this month has been a little stressful and i haven't really been in the right headspace but when it did really start to like gain momentum right. i was like this is a banger it wasn't like, the book it was me yeah yeah i was like oh, fuck i wish i was in like a little bit cooler of a headspace but mm -hmm. as like i kept reading i like kind of yeah forgot about everything and got really into it I don't I still don't think this one's my favorite but I definitely appreciated this one more now and I'm glad we got to like chat about it because I know that this one is your guys's favorite um so I feel like I definitely liked this one a lot more this is my third reread of this or like third read through of this one yeah so I feel like I caught a lot more things now that we've like chatted about it and dove deeper so I would probably I still think mine's like Red Rising but then this one is a close second yeah I'm just I'm a politics person I love the action, but I feel like Pierce does a very, very good job with that. So yeah. It, it's never boring. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes I get lost and I'm like, what's happening? Like with all the battles. Yes. And I just feel like I'm being taken on a ride. <laughs> Where are we? What's happening? I Honestly, don't really unsure of what on, planet. Yeah. What but planet I feel are we nauseous on? on the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What country are we in? I don't know. Uh, so He's unsure. Like, why are we falling? Okay. Here we what? are. What yeah. starship are we in? Who knows? <laughs> what are we doing? What there moon is this? What what moon did, or what planet does this moon literally? <laughs> like, I don't Here, know. How far are we away from the sun? Uh, like nine, go six? Uber and go home, please. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Those have to exist. Honestly. Yeah. So we will be talking about Morningstar next. I got my blue highlighter ready. I'm so ready. Uh, I am. I think I'm going to think differently about this one than I have in the past. You guys? It's going to be rough. I'm scared. I'm Me scared. too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish getting... my lighthearted read first. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. I had so much fun chatting. Yes. Thank you for having us, mm -hmm. for letting us talk about our trauma. Absolutely. I love to trauma dump. We love a good trauma dump. <laughs> 
we will see you in exactly one week to talk about Morningstar. Yes. Not okay. Bye. 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 Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.